0: Old Testament reading for this, the 8th Sunday after Pentecost, is taken from the 23rd chapter of the book of Jeremiah. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who care for my people. You have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. Behold, I will attend to your flock Attend to you for your evil deeds, declares the Lord. Then I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their fold, and they shall be, they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will set shepherds over them who will care for them, and they shall fear no more nor be dismayed, neither shall any be missing, declares the Lord. Behold, the days are coming The epistle lesson for this morning is taken from the second chapter of the book of Ephesians. Remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh, called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one, and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing the law of commandments and ordinances, that he might create in himself one new man in the place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in the one body, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. According to Saint Mark, the sixth chapter. Glory, Glory to, you, to you, O Lord. Lord. The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, "Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest awhile, for they were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat." And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they ran there on foot from all the towns, and got there ahead of them. When he got ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the hour is now late. Send them away to go into the surrounding countryside and villages, And buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they had found out, they said, Five and two fish. And he commanded them all to sit down in groups on the green grass. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. This morning we're using the words of the Apostles' Creed as we join in confessing our faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, and the life everlasting. Amen. I bring you grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning is from the gospel lesson from Mark chapter 6. Now when Jesus went ashore, he saw a great crowd. He had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. He began to teach them many things. This is the text. This text starts off in Matthew or Mark chapter 6. The disciples returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. The disciples are coming back from their missionary journey. The disciples are coming back from last week's text being sent two by two into their surrounding towns and villages and proclaiming and healing. And now they're coming back. They're coming back and they meet Jesus And they told him all that they had done and taught, all that had happened. They're giving the report back to Jesus, and they're tired. Look at what Jesus says Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. These disciples are tired. These guys have been working, these guys have been on the road, they need some time away. So Jesus says, let's hop in the boat. Let's go across the sea. Let's go to a desolate place. They needed some time off. They needed a vacation. Jesus knew that. So they go off to the separate place, but listen to the text. Now many saw them going and recognized them and ran there on foot from all the towns to get there ahead of them. The people figured it out. The people knew exactly where Jesus was going. So what did they do? They didn't hop in the boat. They they took the long way, but they got there where Jesus was going ahead of the disciples, ahead of Jesus. And then the text. When Jesus went ashore, he saw the great crowd, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. These people needed direction. These people needed help. These people needed Jesus. They just really didn't know why. They needed focus. They needed the words of Jesus. They needed forgiveness. But they didn't realize that. Because they were lost in sin. They were lost in their sinful condition. They were lost. They just didn't know it. But I think in some way they did. Because they went out of their way to seek Jesus. They went out of their way to find Jesus and to go and listen to him. Wouldn't it have been easy to just say, well, he's going away. I'll, I'll catch him later. I'll, I'll catch up with him some other time. I'll listen some other time when he's back in town. No. They ran there on foot not just they're strolling along, they ran there on foot. There's some urgency in their, in their method. They ran because they wanted to hear Jesus. And they got there. They got there to listen, to hear a little bit more from Jesus. And then we pick up Jesus. He saw the great crowd and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd so what does he do the very next sentence after a sheep without a shepherd he began to teach them many things the text doesn't go from Jesus landing on the shore oh you guys need something here's the bread here's the fish he doesn't go immediately into sur- into supplying their their needs of, of their stomach. Instead, he focuses on the one thing that they so desperately need—the one thing they cannot live without. He begins to tell them of forgiveness, love, and compassion. He tells them how to treat each other with love. He tells them how. To forgive as they have have been forgiven. He has compassion and he preaches and teaches them about forgiveness. And yes, he points to the cross. Maybe not in so many words, but he points to the cross. The ultimate focus of compassion. He began to teach them many things. They needed to hear. Yeah, later on they need to fill their bellies. But they needed to hear. Needed to hear about the ultimate compassion that Jesus has for them. Because the ultimate thing that Jesus can do for them is not give them a little bit of bread and and a fish. The ultimate compassion that Jesus has for them is not to heal a blindness or or deafness or, or make them to walk those who were lame. The ultimate compassion that Jesus has for them is to point them to the cross. To his compassion and love for them. But then, of course, the text goes on. and When it grew late, his disciples came and said, this is a desolate place. And the hour is late. In other words, we're out in the middle of nowhere and it's getting late. Send them away to go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. It's getting late, Jesus, and there's no, there's no grocery store. There's no food. There's no place to eat. And we certainly don't have anything. Tell them to go. It's time. But then Jesus says this little phrase. You give them something to eat. I've often wondered, why does Jesus say that? Why does Jesus say to the disciples, you take care of it? Does Jesus not know that they don't have anything? Of course he does. Why is he telling the disciples, you do it? I think Jesus here is telling his disciples there are some things that we cannot do. Some things we need to rely on God to do. Just like they can't feed these five thousand men, they cannot give themselves forgiveness in life. He cannot earn salvation. It might have been more more possible to feed the five thousand than to forgive sins. You give them something. You take care of it. And they said, shall we go and buy 200 denarii, 200 days' wages worth of bread, and give it to them to eat? Would 200 days' wages give enough for 5,000 people? Probably not. And Jesus knows that, of course. So what does he do? He takes the five loaves. He takes the two fish. He breaks it, blesses it, gives thanks to his father for it and then he gives it to the disciples to give to the people. You'll notice Jesus doesn't do it. He gives it to the disciples to give to the people. In other words, the disciples had a role, had a job to do. Not just sit by and, and listen to Jesus as he proclaims and teaches. Now the disciples are active. I think that still rings true for us. We're active, helping, doing what our God calls us and gives us to do. That would have been so cool to be there. To take these five loaves and the two fish and then to start passing it out. And every time you reach into the bucket and pass it out, you look back and there's more. And you reach in and you give some and you look back and there's more. And you reach and there's more. Isn't that the way it is with the forgiveness of sins? We use it, we need it, and there's more. We are in desperate need, and there's more. He feeds them not just enough, not just so that they are are satisfied. He feeds them abundantly. And they took up 12 baskets full of the broken fish or broken pieces and of the fish. He feeds them abundantly, overflowing. He gives not just a little, he gives more than enough. He gives not just a little, but more than enough. He went to the cross to earn forgiveness of sins for you and for me. He gives all that he has so that you and I live. It's a cool story of 2,000 years ago. These 5,000 guys on the side of the shore of the sea. Cool story, right? You ever feel like one of those disciples needing a vacation because you've been going, going, going? You ever feel like one of those people who, who want to hear just a little bit more from Jesus. You don't really understand why, but you know that you need to hear a little more. You ever feel like a sheep without a shepherd? Lost and wandering? Helpless? <clears throat> I think we all do at times. Wandering and not knowing where to turn, what to do. Hopelessness? This is the one who gives us what we need. This is the one who not only teaches us the things that we need to know, but he provides for us abundantly. Things on earth, yeah, the food, the the shelter, the clothing, the house, the home, the wife, the children, all that I have and all that I need to support this body and life, but he gives us the thing that we need, the thing that we so desperately need, the forgiveness of sins. He washes us clean with the blood of the Lamb. And He gives so that it overflows. Let me say that again. He gives so that it overflows. And when the blood of Christ shines and showers down upon you, it overflows. Where does it go? To others. You are like those disciples. You have a job to do. You have the opportunity to let the love of Christ overflow from you to those around you. You, we, have been blessed. Blessed with the forgiveness, blessed with the body and blood of Christ, blessed here on earth but blessed with blessings overflowing, the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation that God gives us in Christ. We're here this morning. We've come into the Lord's house. Maybe we didn't run to the Lord's house, but we're here to listen, to be fed, to have the reassurance and be reminded of the forgiveness of sins, And now we go with the love of Christ overflowing, with the forgiveness of sins dripping from us for all that we encounter. God feeds us. God cares for us. God died for us. And we live. We live in rejoicing of what God continues to provide for us us like sheep without a shepherd, us, us who need the compassion of our Lord and us who have received that compassion and us who now live and rejoice in that compassion. 5,000 men. What do you think they did after they ate and after they listened to Jesus? They lived, they proclaimed, and they rejoiced. Live, proclaim, and rejoice. In Jesus' name, amen. Please rise. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all our understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And a life everlasting. Amen. Let's go to our God of prayer. Lord, remember us in your kingdom. Teach us always to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace.